0: is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hello and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Ellen, and today I'll be talking about spend in Consulting. But before we get into that, let me give you a recap about our previous episode. Last week, we had two special guests, Ellie Peleg and George Hemingway. Both of them are very different consultants. We discussed about what consultants do and how they work with their clients and procurement groups. Companies often hire consultants to help them find clarity and a path forward when they reach a roadblock in their business. Hence, developing a clear business case is important to justify the expense to the top management or the board of directors. And this business case has to be based on quantitative value either on the top line or the bottom line or even the valuation of the company. So we also discussed their relationship with procurement and without surprise, my guests have very little experience with procurement, even though things have been different recently. They explain their process of working with a client from the first contact to the end of a project, including the interaction with procurement. They both recognized that having a specialized consulting procurement person would definitely be a good thing for the clients. So in order to know more about all of this, feel free to listen to my interview with George and Ellen. But today, we're going to talk about tail spend in consulting. So let's start with the basics. What is tail spend? We've all been there. You've, you're minding your old business, working away on a project, when suddenly you realize you need something that you don't have. So you go out and you it. No big deal, right? Wrong. Let me give you a tiny refresher on tail spend. So when it comes to business spending, there's the strategic spend and the tail spend. The strategic spend is what most people think of when they think of business spending. It's the big ticket items, the strategic purchases that are essential to keeping the business running. The tail spend, on the other hand, is made up of all those small one-time purchases that add up over time. Tail spend is often overlooked because it seems like such a small part of the overall budget. But in reality, test spend can make up a significant portion of a company's total spending, up to 25%. And if you're not careful, it can also be a place where cost savings go to dark. So, Telspan spend is often fragmented and low cost, which makes it easy to let expenses slip through the cracks. But because those expenses can add up over time, tel spend can be a major train on your bottom line. To get a handle on your company's spend, you need to take a closer look at where those costs are coming from. Once you know where your money is going, you can start making strategic decisions on how to cut costs and save money. With a little bit of effort, you can get your spend under control and start generating real savings for your business they spend is the part of the spend that is not actively managed in any given spend category. Even then, it still has an impact on the performance of the company through the cost of goods sold and the SDNA, sales and administration. It may represent a small portion of the spend, usually less than 20%, but may involve many suppliers, sometimes 80% of the entire pool of suppliers that the company works with. So tail spend management is a well-known source of savings for procurement groups. With the constant pressure on cost reduction and sustainable savings, many companies are starting to notice the tailspin, even for the consulting category. So what does the tailspin look like for consulting? Are you managing your tail properly? Can you answer those two questions? How big is my tail and what is in it? If you don't know, let me give you a full pointers. Mismanagement of the test bank independently of the category usually involves a scattered supply base and also a decentralized customer base when they buy directly and procurement is not involved. There's no performance evaluation and suppliers have a minimal qualification and often no category management. And consulting is no exception to that. However, contrary to other indirect categories, the absence of comparable elements and the diversity of the projects combined with the importance of interpersonal relationships can make it difficult to optimize and control. Indeed, companies tend to neglect the small consulting project contracted directly by the business lines managers. However, consolidated at the company level, they can represent up to 20 to 30% of the consulting spend. Not much, you might say, but when the consulting spends can be 0.5 to 3% of the total revenue, any savings on this front can significantly improve your bottom line, and delight your CFO. But beware of going too far. You don't want to take over the category entirely to the point that you become the bottleneck and you don't meet the needs of your internal clients. Sometimes, some projects can masquerade as a necessary purchase. So it's important to be able to tell the difference between the non-strategic and the unnecessary spend. Unnecessary spend or nice-to-have spend doesn't really have a long-term impact on the value creation for the company. In other words, it's just wasted money. And this part of the spend is going to be your goldmine for cost saving. Usually, the spend in consulting is made of extensions of strategic spend in the form of sequels, duplicate projects and repetitive programs. Stickwalls are the continuation of previous projects, but we all know that guy who's asking his consultant to cut the project into smaller projects to stay under the threshold. You know, these five projects at 49.5 thousand euros with the same supplier in the same year. Mm. Duplicate projects happen when different business units run the same project with different supplies. And recurring projects are projects that are launched several times a year, sometimes with different supplies. Since these projects are not managed systematically, they end up in the tailspin category. But they are mostly duplicate in nature, so you can easily get rid of them and save a significant amount. So to efficiently clean up your tailspin, here are a few pointers. First off, gather data on your previous project. When it comes to sales spend, the main challenge for most companies is clearly identifying the projects that fall into that category. And it can be especially difficult if your organization is decentralized and if you don't have easy access to clean data. In this case, it may be necessary to get support from different parts of the organization to ensure that you have an accurate picture of what's going on. If you haven't performed a spend analysis in the past, now might be an excellent time to launch one. By taking a closer look at your telspan, you can gain valuable insight into where your money is going and how you can improve your overall procurement process. Now, assess the performance of your providers. When it comes to identifying high and low performance in Telspan, interviews with project sponsors and leaders can be incredibly helpful. Building a list of preferred providers is a good way to limit the number of suppliers in your town, and basing this list on the feedback of your internal stakeholders can only showcase your ability to listen and take into account the advice of your internal stakeholders. In return, they will be more proactively give you feedback on the consulting firms. By getting to know the people involved in the project, you can get a better sense of who's excelling and who might be falling behind. Furthermore, speaking with sponsors and leaders can give you insight into the overall performance of the project, which can help you identify areas that need improvement. Develop your knowledge of the local consulting market. Since we have already looked for a perfect provider, an excellent way to keep control of the tail without spending too much time on the management is to have at hand a list of additional providers By exploring the local consulting market, you will be able to identify potential suppliers and develop relationships. This will allow you to be reactive when one of your business lines want to launch a one-time project on a given sub-calibre. Focus on regrouping what you can. Tailspan is often seen as a necessary area, the recurring and duplicate project that no one really wants to deal with but have to be managed somehow. But what if we looked at Tailspan in a different light? What if we saw it as an opportunity for strategic management? A frame contract on coaching or a cross-business unit RFP for excellence programs or digital transformation are all good candidates for strategic management. By taking a proactive approach to spend, we can not only save money, but also create efficiencies and improve our overall business performance. So next time you are tempted to just treat spend as the tail, think again. It might just be an opportunity in disguise. Now, avoid getting caught up in false tailspin. You're working away, thinking you've got a handle on things when all of a sudden you realize that you've built up a false pen. Tailspin can be a real problem if you're not careful. But how do you avoid it? First, you need to set up workflows with the right agile check and balance. This will help you chase the false tail and prevent it from getting out of control. Second, you, may, you need to make sure your internal clients are not working around the demand management principles by cutting projects into pieces or inflating your task paint artificially. Sometimes a hiring freeze can inflate the task paint since your business lines are hiring consultants to compensate for the lack of internal resources. It can be a difficult task, but it's essential if you want to keep your task paint under control. If you can follow these two simple tips, you'll be able to prevent tailspan from becoming a problem for your organization. And last but not least, use vendor management systems. According to the study by the Abernathy Mackey report, tailspan represents approximately 20% to 30% of an organization's total procurement spend. Yet most organizations do not have a best-in-class system to manage this tailspan. This is often because the spend is made up of a one-off supplemental workforce that are not managed by the organization's full-time staff. Automating the process to find, procure, and manage this external talent can help organizations f- become in full compliance with their policies. And by using a best-in-class system, organizations can avoid the hassle and wasting money associated with talent. In today's competitive business environment, every organization should be using a best-in-class digital solution to manage their tailspin. This will allow them to focus on their core business and stay compliant with their policies. So in conclusion, why am I telling you all of this? Well, because many people confuse tailspin with unnecessary spend and vice versa. Spend is often seen as the ugly stepchild of corporate budgeting. Is the money that's left over after the big ticket items have been accounted for, and it can be hard to justify spending on small scale projects when there are more pressing needs elsewhere. However, tackling the consulting tail spend can actually be a major driver of company growth, and it's important to take a closer look at how this money is being spent. In many cases, the consulting tail spend is actually going towards essential below-priority projects such as small operation excellence or team effectiveness projects. By identifying this project and killing the low-priority ones, you can free up cash and use it to invest in more impactful projects. Next time you're thinking about making a purchase for your business, ask yourself if it's really spend, or if it's just something that doesn't lie with your company's goals. Chances are it's the latter. And if that's the case, Maybe reason the purchase before hitting up to court. In consulting, the management of the tailspin is closely related to demand management and make-a-buy analysis. That's why I usually recommend to tackle them first, and once it has in, you can start working on the tail. Another requisite is having visibility on the tail. And that's a major limitation since many procurement leaders complain about the fact that they are not informed of consulting projects. And that's where investing in a digital solution can really help you get that information without changing too much the ways of working. And that marked the end of the podcast. So keep an eye out for me next week when I return with another fascinating topic. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. And if you have other questions about tackling your task ban, remember you can contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.